What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Bernie Talk. So how's everybody week going? Everybody looking forward to the weekend's games, all the leagues and the cups and everything coming to an end. You have this weekend Chelsea-Liverpool in the FA Cup final, which I think is going to be an interesting one because... You know, everybody has been talking about the quadruple, the quadruple, the quadruple, right? So, hey, right now City is still in first place. And, uh, you know, as Chelsea hasn't been playing great, but they've still been doing well, which, you know, that, that's not a gimme for um, Liverpool. So that's two right there, you know. And then you got the Champions League final against Madrid. So in reality, Liverpool... To go from everybody thinking that they're going to do what United didn't even do, only winning the treble, to winning one trophy. So, we shall see what happens this weekend. You know who I'll be rooting for. But anyway, let's get into what happened after last week where Liverpool, uh, Klopp, City, Guardiola... All their fans, all their backers on the media, both were like having this thing like crying about who is more getting more of the push by the media. And both of them were saying it's the other one. You know, the fans were like, oh, no, 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 there's such a media bias toward Liverpool. No, 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 there's such a media bias towards City, it was the most ridiculous argument I ever heard. And it wasn't just like fans. It was like grown men in the media. It was the two, the two managers. It was ex-players. And to be honest with you, you know, you heard, you heard the, um, the fanboys of City coming out and saying how there's been such a media bias toward Liverpool. And I half agree because when they were garbage for 30 years, they were still talked about. Like, they were the one of the greatest teams ever. Oh, they've had a little success. All the fans coming out of the woodwork, ex-players, they can't find enough microphones to talk in front of. And they're all talking about how they aren't being treated by the media well. It's City is just, they're everybody's favorite to win. They Everybody wants City to win. You know, I don't know who's everybody, but it's not me. And really, City have like four fans. You know, their, their fan base is so minuscule compared to the other teams. I'll say, you know, Liverpool, to their side, they're, they're, they do have an argument about how they have a history. They've been very successful. They've been around for a long time. Yeah, they had a rough 30 years. But, you know, before that, 70s and 80s, they had a bunch of success. So if they start complaining about that there's a bias which is so wrong, but hey... You know, they have, they have at least history to back them. Now, City, on the other hand, they, on their own, wiped away their history. You know, if you look, they have no past players in, on pictures in their hallways. They don't have anything that represents the old Manchester City. It's basically their, their established date should be when the new owners took over. Because that's all they want. Whether it's the, the cheesy statues outside their stadium of Company and Aguero. Whether it's just like the um, man-made 
popularity, which there isn't really when you see that their stadium is not always full. You know, and so they complain that they're not, you know, they're not fan favorites. They're not being pushed there. You know, there's a bias toward the other teams. Well, the other teams have been around and doing what they've done for 90, 100 years. You guys, you wiped away all that. And it wasn't as much success as other teams, but there was a little bit of success. Now all they want is people to know what's now, right? So, hey, you get what you get when you do something like that. You know, it's not, there's no, there's no man-made, you could man-make titles because if you buy players, but there's no man-made way of getting hardcore fans and a history and like, you know, the nostalgia around it. So when you're complaining that there's a bias, well, maybe there is because the guys that are your ex-players in the media, they're like never was guys who kind of were there for a little bit, went to another team. So now you're trying to like make up this thing about how these players were who they were. And, you know, you have Trevor Sinclair talking about how they're massive and they're worldwide and they're not. They're, they're really not. And I don't care what anybody says. So, you know, there's a bit of an argument on both sides how each team is biased toward the media because, you know, on the Liverpool side, you just have this hardcore, whether ex-players or pundits or media, or excuse me, not media, uh, fans who are just like rabid and they will just like fight you and whatever it is. And, you know, they'll push Liverpool. Or on the other side, you know, now with the City thing, it's like the... It's the hipster team. I've said this many a time. It's the hipster team. You know, everybody wants them to win uh, as in like because the new fan, the new fan wants them to win. It's a very cheesy, you know, new rich type of thing where, you know, they'll buy a Ferrari and they'll paint it pink. That's that's the kind of team they are. It's it's very man-made, manipulated and trying to make people believe they're bigger than they are. And... The complaints didn't stop there on Klopp's part. Then he comes out after the Spurs game and starts whining and moaning about how, well, I won't say anything, but I wouldn't play that way how Spurs do. I'm very disappointed how they played. You know, with the great players, all the money they have and spent and all the, I wouldn't have just played that way. You know, why play that way? It's, a, it's an ugly game then. Who the hell cares what he thinks? It's not his job to tell the other team how to play. You know, and that's what it is. It's like he wants the other teams, like the, the smaller teams, bow down, just play, let them win so he can, like, laugh and, you know, and run around and, you know, say his nonsense blathering on about God knows what. Because he's not really saying in the, in the, in the com- press conferences. He just talks and talks about nothing. And everybody just like <laughs> laughs about it. I would love for one of these reporters to just one day stop and go, dude, what the hell are you talking about? I asked you a question about the game and you're talking about rock and roll and, you know, this guy and, you know, talking about the other team. Well, guess what? It doesn't work that way really getting tired of these guys like Guardiola and Klopp whenever they don't get their way in a game it's not not their fault it's always the other team's fault because they didn't play the way they wanted them to play never seen anything like this in my life um you know 
figure out a way to beat the team. Don't complain that the other team didn't play, you know, passing it around out of the back. You know, they, they didn't attack you constantly. They, they held, they counterattacked. You know, and that's rich coming from, from uh, Liverpool. You know, Liverpool's basic whole game plan is get the ball up to like Mane, Salah, Jota, whoever else is up there, the new guy, the, um, and the rest of the team, just pin the ball in. That's basically there. And I don't, uh, you, you could argue with me all you want, whoever is listening to this, and say, that's not it. They play out of the back. They're so this, they're that. They don't. That's not their game. I don't care. Don't even try to argue with me. I mean, you could try to argue with me, but, you know, I don't, you know, I, I'm telling you that's the way they play. So for him to come out and say he didn't like how Conte played, and then, you know what, I love the fact that Conte pushed right back and was like, you know, screw you. Like, you know, I'll, we'll play how we want. Maybe he should, you know, worry about himself, worry about his team. You know, we went, we played, we got the goal, we did what we needed to do. Why go and try to do something you're not, you're not good at? You got the guys up top. And again, that's basically how Liverpool play, exactly what Conte did. That's what they did, you know? So I don't really want to hear it, you know? It's, it's annoying to listen to Klopp just blather on, like I said before, just, you know, mumble about things, laugh, joke, say stupid catchphrases, and the media just, you know, nods like a bunch of, like, idiot robots. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah. And then, and, and then nobody, nothing, nothing gets answered. Nothing gets asked. It's so stupid. So then you, got, then you have um, the Arsenal-Spurs game. Same thing. You know, you got, the, you got the, um, the young Guardiola, as everybody thinks, Arteta. You know, he, he, he's been being praised for doing nothing, basically. So he got into the Spurs game, and everything fell apart. Everything fell apart. Nothing went right. He he got a guy. There's a guy that got sent off on his defenders. They couldn't stop anything, you know, and he's running around gesturing, and he did the same thing. When they got that penalty, which, by the way, uh, you got Keown on Talk Sport talking about how it's not a penalty. You know, it wasn't a push. They're complaining that Son should have got sent off for an elbow. But in reality... Arsenal looks like they did exactly what they've been doing when it came down to a crunch game where they needed to get a result to push through and show that they're like one of the teams that are there for the top four. And they failed. You know, they don't. They're a, if you really look at their team, they're a very, very soft team. And it's crazy because this has been going on for a long time. And no matter who the manager is there, you know, when... Wagner first came in all, like, t- all those years ago. He had a really rough team, like strong, tough, skilled as well. And his first like, kind of guys he brought in, same thing, tough, skilled, ready to fight. Uh, the back four was like monsters. You know, they were the, the, basically the England back four. Um, but then after those guys started to leave, he, he started putting this kind of team together that was like, um, and basically what everybody's trying to do now, it's you could play anywhere. They had these guys, but they were all very soft. A lot of them always getting injured. 
they didn't have a lot of fight in them. And it kind of showed yesterday, same, or was it yesterday? Yeah. Same thing. It was a bunch of guys who thought they could just go there, play the ball around, Arteta could gesture around like he's been doing, and they would win. And it didn't work. Because Conte had a tougher mentality himself. And you could argue that the guys up top, Son and Kane, are better than anybody Arsenal have. And it showed. And when, he got, when the guy got sent off, it, it was just basically over. And, you know, I, I did, I, again, Arteta did it again, just like he did against United when they checked VAR. He's like badgering the referee, overdoing his movements and everything. And it's a bad look. And Conte called him out, basically saying, you know, you've been around for five minutes. Calm down. You know, stop complaining about everything. Enjoy it. It'll get better. You, you just, you, they weren't good enough. They weren't good enough to win. Spurs were better. No, and the reason Conte was saying that was you had Arteta in the, in the press conference after the game, or like right after the game, the, the reporter said, you know, so uh, talking about the red card and uh, a couple other things, and, and he said, I will not say because I will be suspended for six months. And he started like whispering and looking very like past the reporter. And that's, that's straight out of the Guardiola handbook. Like, when Guardiola doesn't get his way, he starts whispering, kind of demeaning the person asking him the question. And, you know, the reporter said it. It's like, well, we're not getting anywhere here. And, you know, Arteta just kept doing the same thing. And, again, right out of the playbook of Guardiola. So, and, and I'm trying to figure out, like, where, where was this stuff where he thought, because then, then he says... So, so proud. I'm like, dude, that's Guardiola. And did, you, did anybody else notice his accent got thicker as the interview went on? And this guy's been in England forever at Arsenal, at Everton, you know, coaching at City, now at Arsenal. And he's getting a thicker accent. And I, and I, I think it was basically to, to, just to put off the the reporter because, you know, as soon as you start whispering and, like, saying stuff like that's very kind of a little bit skewed, like, slurred English-Spanish kind of, uh, you know, going in between, it, it, it was just such a ridiculous, petty, childish way to answer questions. Have some balls, basically. You know, if, you, if you're pissed off, say it. And say why. And you could say it in a way where you're not going to get suspended or not suspended. Yeah, suspended or fined. But if you do, you know, you're taking one for the team because you're that, you believe that passionately of what the issue was. But again, I loved Conte's responses back to, and I, and I have my issues with Conte, how he rants and raves on the sideline over everything. And I, 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 I hate that. Like, I really don't like it that. I really don't like the way that he does that, things like that. But I am totally on his side for the two things that he went at these guys for because Klopp and Arteta were basically bitching that they didn't get their way. And what is that? Spoiled brat. You know what I mean? So it was enjoyable to watch. And the game was pretty decent. You know, the goals are nice. And I'll tell you what, 
I think right now you could argue Son is more important to Spurs than Kane. And I know a lot of people go at me like, no way, you're crazy. There's no way that. But if you look, whew, when, when, when Kane was struggling, you know, at the beginning of the season, Son was basically carrying that whole team. And uh, I'd be very interested to see, I'm not saying he will, but if Kane leaves, what will Son do? Will he stay or, you know, to be like the man? Because right now you really look at him as like the Robin to Kane Batman, right? Or will he go, hmm, this is, this is not good. I'm getting out of here. Because again, there's also the argument now everybody's talking about is Conte, is he staying? Because I keep seeing a lot on like the different soccer radio stations and the shows that, you know, there's this thing about Conte would be going to uh, PSG because, um, uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Um, Pochettino. Yeah, geez, I don't know how I couldn't think of that. Pochettino is about on the verge of being fired. So would, they, would that be just like a swap? That'd be interesting. I, I'm very curious to see is if Conte does go to PSG, Will Pochettino head back to Spurs? Because I know everybody's talking about him going to United, but now with Ten Hag there, there's not a lot of options right now opened. Because you look at the manager jobs that might be open this year or this summer. You know, could be Spurs, could be PSG. United was, but not anymore. Uh, Chelsea is way up in the air because if, if Abramovich was still the owner he'd be firing Tuchel probably right now, depending on what happens in the cup final. But I don't see whoever the new owners are going to be. It seems like there's like 100 names always around. Will they be firing and hiring managers? I don't know to be paying off all that money how Abramovich was doing. So I'll be curious to see all these, um, what happens. Because right now, you know, Spurs are... Doing fairly well, you know. They're probably maybe they'll get some players depending on if they want to spend the money. Normally they haven't. And will somebody like say United go after Kane? That'd be interesting. A Kane uh, Ronaldo team up. That'd be that'd be very very interesting. You know, there's not a lot of other guys though. Like that, I would look at that team and you go, oof, yeah, he's Son and Kane are the two guys. And I don't know if that's enough for Conte to stick around and kind of. Bouncing around fourth, fifth, sixth, because you know the other teams are going to strengthen. You know, you'll have City and Liverpool, Chelsea, you know, there's a lot of things up in the air. So, but back to my original point, I just like the fact that Conte basically told Klopp and Arteta just to shut up. Now, let's get this out of the way. So, everybody knows Holland has gone to City. Hey, all power to you. You know what I mean? Like, I know there was always talk you might go to United, and there was always, there was always that talk, you know, and now they're, they're trying to hit, him, hit United with a hammer. Oh, you could have had them before uh, Dortmund got them. But here's the thing, guys. Nobody wants to talk about this in the media because it doesn't, doesn't fit into their agenda. United, as one of the biggest teams in the world, was no way in hell going to give a buyout clause like that. It wasn't going to happen. 
I'm assuming the only team that was willing to do that because that's their kind of way of doing things was Dortmund. They got him because they were willing to give these like peanuts of a transfer um, buyout. So City went and got him. Again, if you, if you ask me, can I, who would I rather have, Ronaldo or Holland? And I know everyone's going to say, well, you're going to have Holland for X more years. Ronaldo's playing just as well. And there's one thing that nobody's bringing up, really. Ronaldo doesn't get really injured. Holland has had some pretty, you know, long-term injuries over the season. He's missed a ton of games. Now, is he going to do it again? Maybe not. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll play the whole season. Maybe he'll be the leading scorer. But they've already crowned this guy as, like, the world player of the year, uh, Champions League winner, going to win every, every uh, scoring uh, record or whatever. You know, he's failed in a bunch of Champions League games when it came to playing against the big teams. And how will City play? Because... He's not the type of player that wants to just butts around with the ball for an hour. He wants to get right into the attack, you know? Because if you look at a guy like Grealish, he's struggled because his game is dribbling and going at attack, and City doesn't do that. So how are they going to switch their game up? Are they? Because if they don't, will... Holland fit into that, and they're going to say, no, a guy like that can do that. No, well, he's not that type of player. He's all forward. Go forward. Get the ball. Go forward. Not wait, 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 and then try to score. He doesn't play that way. And then on the other thing, how's he going to unbalance the team? Like, you know, and nobody's, nobody was on that high wages. So now is De Bruyne going to come out and say, I want that much? Is Bernardo Silva say, I want more? How about Foden? I want more. You know what I mean? All these guys are going to now start coming out of the woodwork going like, well, if he got this, I need this. So that's going to maybe unbalance the team. And then who's leaving? You know, everybody was yelling at the top of their lungs that Sterling was like world class. Are they going to get rid of him? Because he's not going to be happy just to sit there and wait. Because Holland's playing. I don't care what anybody says about rotation. Bull, you know what? Holland is playing. So now you're going to say, is Mares? is he not playing? Or is it going to be Sterling? Is it going to be Foden? You know, you have, you have a bunch of guys because they weren't playing with center forward. So guys were taking that kind of false nine, which I hate that phrase, position. But now you have one. So who's not playing? So that's going to maybe cause some uneasiness. So again, maybe I'm just talking this way because I just can't stand City. <laughs> but I just have my doubts just to see what happens. Let's just see, you know, because again, he has been getting injured an awful lot lately and he's very young to be getting injuries like that constantly, you know? So, and, and then on the other side, you know, United, the team that I, that I follow, you know, you got Ten Hag in there, which, you know, he's ready to go. He wants the players back two weeks earlier than normal for preseason. Love that. Because if they do that, you know, he's for, he's for real. And that'll weed out the, the guys who are the, 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 the spoiled brats that'll be complaining that they don't want to come back. And he's, got, he's coming into a good-bad situation. Bad that he has a lot of work to do, and he's got to, um, you know, figure out who he's going to bring in, 
what positions, you know, what type of player. But then on the other side, it's good that he has a lot of wiggle room now. Because unlike the other managers, he's coming in at a time where all the big pains in the ass are gone. You know, Lingard is gone. So that's a lot of wages. Pugba, gone. A lot of wages. Uh, Martial, most likely gone. Jones, gone. Baye, gone. Matic, uh, Mata. All, that's a lot of money to be able to use now. So it'll be very interesting to see who he brings in. And like they've been a lot, a lot of talk has been around um, De Jong from Barcelona, guy who he managed at Ajax. That'd be very interesting. Again, I can't say, you know, I know everything about the player, but he's worked with them. Good player. He's playing at Barcelona, which, you know, you got to be good to play there, right? Like play the ball. They need that type of midfielder. He seems more of a, a... a team guy than Pugba who he'd replace. So I'll be, I'll be interested to see if he gets him. And then who else? Who else are they going to go after? Because there's a lot of holes now to, to, to plug because of all the guys that have left, which is a good thing. Because I feel like all the other managers had one hand tied behind their back constantly because you had certain guys that were there that were just you couldn't get rid of, but you, you didn't want to use, but you had to. You know, Mourinho, for example, he was handcuffed to Pogba, and they, he couldn't do anything about it. Now everybody realizes that Mourinho was actually right. You know, so it'll be an interesting summer season's coming to an end. You know, hopefully we won't have uh, Liverpool winning any more trophies. It'll be nice, just that one League Cup. You know, you can go home with that. So we'll be... It'll be interesting next few weeks. So it's going to be coming to an end very, very soon. So again, guys, this was another episode of Bernie Talk. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really have fun bringing them to you. So if you have any um, ideas for topics or if you want to yell at me about something I said, there, you know, the email is cuttysoccer at gmail.com. Again, hope you guys enjoyed it. And we, I will talk to you soon next time on Bernie Talk.